quite quick disclaimer. Uh, I know I haven't been recording for a very long time, for almost two months, ain't been on a long time. But um, this episode right here is a little long. This is still um, set in season one. It's going to be between season one and two. I'm going to get back to keep recording. I'm, I'm going to come back to record when I get new equipment for season two. But I'm going to still record for season one. So it's going to be season 1.5, getting closer to you know season two. So this episode right here is a little long. I'm basically going to be talking about me, um, me, um, what I've been up to, you know, over the past two months since I haven't recorded, and, um, basically just my unemployment history and all that, and, um, that's pretty much what I'm going to be talking about on this episode of The Kid Rodelic Show, so, hope y'all enjoy it. Tell you, man, I am so ready to, um... Give me a job now, cause this unemployment shit ain't working. I call, not call. I went on the website, um, filed my, you know, weekly unemployment benefits, and you know, put in information that's needed. And I did the job searches that they recommend me doing, or for me to get my unemployment benefits. Did that? I did like six job applications, six job like shit last week. And then this week, yesterday, I did three or two two days ago, I did three, looked at three jobs. And then I'm pretending like I looked for other jobs as well this week, too. And still, they still say my shit was under review, which is which is not they not that it's not under review. And I learned that, you know, they still holding up people's money. And whatever. And then I read an article not too long ago where they said that they that the federal government stopped funding them extra Benefits or some shit. I don't know what that fucking means. But I'm like, bro, I don't care about the extra benefits or whatever. Just give me the rest of my money that, that's piling up right now. I'm like, when is this going to come? Because I need money. And I got enough money in this on my car. But then this shit is for my mama's paying my mama some shit for my mama. But I would love for it to be on my car. Still keep on my car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm just kind of like... Man, like, I need this money, bro. And now I'm like, you know what? To be honest with you, fuck this. I'd rather work now. I'd rather go and give me a job and just go and try to work now. I did an interview for um, Walmart, the one over at Western Road, by the car wash. The neighborhood Walmart by the car wash. Did an interview with them. And the woman told me, the manager told me that uh she has one position open. And that's for the... uh. The online uh filling in personal shopper um team associate job where you know you know where you you know when those customers come in and park to those uh those certain sections of those uh takeouts those customers they order some online and then the workers there will get whatever they that the customer ordered on the phone and then you take it to them if when they come out there so that's pretty much um that's pretty much the job I interviewed. And I was like, Well hell yeah, I'll do it, yeah. And then when she told me that there was three other guys, or I was one of the three that was interviewing for that one position, it was just only one more position. I was like, Oh, okay, well I probably not gonna get it. <laughs> I knew right off the gate I wasn't gonna get that job. I said, Well, if it's three guys, three three more people, three three people, or I'm one of the three, 
two more dudes interviewing for this one position, I might not get it. And then, you know, like my mama said, might be something wrong with that job, too. So I'm like, but, and uh, the, the lady told me that since I had made my schedule like that, I told her, I said, yo, I just put it on it because it was optional. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, I could put any time. It can be any time of the week or it can be any time of the of the of the uh, or any time of that typical day. She told me, whatever I need you, you're going to come to work uh, whenever I need you, whatever. I said, OK, that's that's cool. I mean, the more days I work over there, the more the more my bank account is going to be flooded. You know what I'm saying? So. I already put on that I want to work full time. So if she need me come in like three days, four days, five days a week, shit, I don't give a fuck as long as I'm getting that money. You know what I mean? I'm used to going there and getting groceries, but now I'm there getting, doing this for, you know, this, this, no, getting this for shoppers, whatever. And then not only that too, I'm now working at a job where there's a lot of people working and I'm going to have to like be the only person like doing it. And it looked like it's a fast paced job. Fast pace rather than slow pace. Because slow pace, man, you get like a little bored. Fast pace, you just like, yeah, this is good. So I don't know what's up. I don't know. But, you know, it's two days ago. This two days later, man. That was on a Sunday. So this is like Monday. So, but I don't know what's up with the unemployment shit. I just hope that they'll figure out whatever was going on. Because I really need that money real quick, bro. You know what I mean? Because you never know, man. My food stamp might run out and I have to. Use my own food and use my own shit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, I might give me a book to read on my phone. But, you know, even that, I can uh, take it back. So, there's no problem with that. So, you know what I mean? I refuse to get other jobs that I used to work at. I refuse to go back there. <laughs> I refuse, like, working at, like, a, um, like, I, ref- I definitely ain't going to go back to working over at um, Brookshire's. Dicks or definitely JC Penney's. <laughs> I would have worked there, so I just like, no, nah, I'm not gonna work at those stores no more. I want to go somewhere different. Like once I work, I said this when I was working over at um, when I was working over at uh, what you call it? When I was working over at uh, at Brookshire, I said if I work somewhere one time at this one place, I work. I'm just gonna work here just one time. And I'm not gonna go back if, if I have to give me a job. I'm like, I'm not going back. During the time when I was going through my unemployment phase, and then when um, Trump and them had kind of like um, took off that six hundred dollars, which was stupid and crazy, because they could have kept on giving us that six hundred dollars. But that six hundred dollars was most of the stuff I got in my room. That Apple, my Apple TV, some of these headphones, uh, a couple of stuff, and stuff to fix my car. All that shit came from that $600. I don't remember now. I mean, when I was working at Brooks, I was only getting paid like $8.25. My weekly check from them was $230 to $40. Or $41 a week. Now, mind you, I bust my ass five days a week, worked it seven to nine hours a day. Now, mind you, at the time, I look back on it, you know, I kind of hated it because I didn't like going back and forth outside and all that. But in hindsight or retrospective or, you know, whatever, I look back on it, I was like, 
Raheem, that's pretty much the most easiest job I had. I mean, you just bagging groceries, you taking them outside, you taking the customers, and that's it. That's pretty much the most active active job I ever had. But the thing was, they wasn't paying us that much. I mean, you talking about you got kids that was in school. Most of I was working with most of the kids. Mostly nothing but kids. And they was getting paid like $8.25. Well, that's how I was getting paid. I don't know how much the cashiers was getting paid, but... I was just like, man, I just don't like this shit. And I kept on bitching and complaining. And I would help Lo at times, you know, help her with her stuff when she was at the pharmacy or helping her displace some stuff. And then in this infamous, I wouldn't call it infamous or famous, I don't know. But all the time, whenever I'm with Lo or if I'm doing something, I'm asking up somewhere, they always call me in the intercom to come at the front. I mean, that's all the time. Call me up in the front all the time to, uh, you know, come up in the um, front and do something. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> yep, they always call me in the front. And, um, yeah, I did that for like about, what, for seven months. And then that ended. And, you know, I went to do you know, my truck driving stuff, which was, you know, a bad mistake. I should have just went on and just kept on working at brushes until, actually, if I didn't have... If I didn't want to, if I didn't have that truck driving stuff in my, in my, in my, in my mind, I would still be at Brookshire's, but I would be bitching and bitching and bitching and bitching until Lowe transferred to somewhere else. By this point, she transferred to uh, Arcadia, Brookshire's. So my right mind, I wasn't going to drive all the way to Arcadia because Arcadia is like, what, an hour or so from Ravel? I was like, well, no, I ain't going to drive all the way up there. I probably was just like, well, <laughs> I probably might transfer to probably Raven. But either way, I, as I look at it as a whole, I think it, it I think it worked it pretty fine. It worked it pretty fine for me. Even if I wanted to go to school, if I decided to go to school and do like, you know, take a trade or something, I think um, it would have worked out pretty much good still. I would have told Lo, I said, yo, Lo, I'm going back to school. I'm trying to protect me a trade. I don't want to do this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, But I do kind of miss working with Lo, though. Like, now she works, you know, doing something with trucks now. She was up there for a minute, but, you know, she got into it, I think, with, with a you know, with a co-worker. You know, just like how I almost got into it with a co-worker at J.C. Penny until I just said, no, F this, I'm leaving, da 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 but yeah, that happened. And she worked now with trucks, uh, doing something with cars or some shit, you know, whatever, car dealership or something. I don't know. But uh, I do miss her at times. I do miss, sort of do miss going back and forth, working there, you know, seeing her and working with her. You know, bagging groceries, but I don't want to repeat that shit again. <laughs> Hell no. And then, you know, did that truck shit for about, Cause I was supposed to go that February, but they ended up putting hold to uh, my, put hold to uh me to go because they had other people. Uh, Lou May was trying to get into, so I ended up waiting and going around in March. Went that March, and then we ended up having to stop because COVID was coming through, and then we ended up taking a month break. That whole month break, I didn't really study my uh pre trip because at that point I wasn't really good at studying shit. <laughs> I wasn't really good at studying. And at that point, I just didn't care nothing about it because I tried it. And it actually, about that first week when we was in the classroom, 
you know what I'm saying? I, I just kind of lost focus of it. I just kind of lost the passion. And then afterwards, it was just kind of like difficult trying to, try to you know, grasp it. So, came back that May, around May. And it was quite difficult, you know what I mean? But I managed to pass the uh, pre-trip, but I didn't pass the backing. That was the one thing I had a problem with, the backing. If I would pass that backing, then I would have gone through and drove around, you know, the you know, around Monroe, West Road, whatever, and whatnot. So I didn't pass. I didn't get it. And plus, like I say, um, I shouldn't even did it. I shouldn't even try to, you know, accomplish it. Not accomplish. I shouldn't try to do it, but that's something I want to do and I tried it and it didn't work well. So afterwards, you know, I was unemployed for this is May. I started getting my unemployment check around the end, towards the beginning of May. The end, the last small week of April to that first long week of, first low week of uh, May. I got that $600 all the way until the end of July. I think they stopped selling it to, I think they stopped selling the $600 on the 31st of, uh, of that month, July. Yeah, they stopped selling it. They stopped giving this to us. And that was a... I'll tell you, bro, that $600 worked it. And I saved it. And not only that, I didn't have it in my account. I took the money out of my account because I was still getting food stamps. And I was like... Because my parents told me to get the money out of my account. And I was like, why can't they get my money out of the account? Why can't you just stay in the... You know, under the... uh, You know, my account. But they fear that, you know, the food stamp people might see it. They're like, no, he got too much money. Let's not give him no money. He can get his own food. <laughs> but in reality, I was on unemployment. I was on unemployment. And plus, when the $600 did ran out, my my my, uh, my unemployment by itself was $77. I mean, I don't know from myself, but from other people, you can't survive for $77 per week. Per week, you you can't. I mean, you can save it, but you know, every week is not gonna be as beneficial. But uh, now, you know, you got that now since my money's kind of a little upper now. It's up to the hundreds. Now I can survive it if I'm on unemployment. You know, every month is gonna, every week is gonna be you know a hundred some dollars. So, yeah, after they stopped giving that money, I was getting seven seven dollars every each week, but still I had money. From the six hundred dollars stashed up in this uh, in this uh, in this uh, in my safe in my safe, you know what I mean. And I'll be telling you, I'm gonna say straight up, man. Before I go to some talk about something else, I fucking loved getting that six hundred dollars. I think I said it before. I said it before. That six hundred dollars was worth it, bro. Was that it was like it was good money. <laughs> it was good money. I mean, you talking about like I was used to getting twenty dollars. For my parents, for most for my dad, he would give me twenty dollars every two weeks when he get paid twenty dollars. Before I started working over at Brookshire's, when I started working over at Brookshire's, um, you know, like I said, my check my check was a little low because you know I chose to work three days a week. But then you know as it as time went on and as you know I had to get my pay my car note and pay this and that and then get my groceries too. Um, I have to ask for more hours, and they gave me more hours, and I just, 
I tell you, man, if it was like, if I was working at Sam's and Walmart, which those two jobs I'm trying to get to, most of Sam's are working to, uh, as a car attendant, go out and get the buggies. The only difference is when you work with Brookshire's, and I, I should have mentioned this when I was talking about Brookshire's. The only difference is when you working with Brookshire's, when you work at Brookshire's, you have to wear a uniform. You have to wear a shirt, pants, and certain shoes. You couldn't wear no boots. I don't remember them saying something about wearing boots. They had to wear some, some certain shoe, a black shoe, a brown shoe, or whatever. Couldn't wear no boots. I don't remember they could wear boots, but they give you option to give you raincoats or whatever. But me, and you have to pay for it. <laughs> I remember I told that lady over at Walmart two days ago. I said, you know, y'all have a raincoat. They said they have one, but they had to share one. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that was that. Um, but now, you know, if I work somewhere, like if I work over like a, a Walmart, uh, Sam's, or Target, I'm going to try to get over Target again. I'm going to try. That's fucked up. I try to get over Target too, man. And every time I get over Target, um, I couldn't like, I filed one, what, last, what, on October? Like last in 2019, I filed me a job over at Target. And now you got to wear your red shirt and, you know, some tacky pants. That's cool. Or black pants. That's cool and all. But I'm like, why is it that I had to file an application from y'all and then I have to wait a year later to file an application again? That don't make no damn sense. Like, I don't understand it. But now, since I got experience and I got job experiences, I worked here, here, here. Hopefully now they like, well, we can go ahead and try to, you know, get him back on. Because I'm pretty sure they're going to try to rehire people again or I'll be eligible to be hired, be eligible to do able to apply for it again by the you know the fall and whatnot so yeah i would like to work there too but like i say other than brooks's you can now wear whatever you want besides target and brooks's you can wear whatever you want at walmart at target i mean um at sam's wear whatever boots you want to wear that's the main reason like i'm gonna give me some boots some waterproof boots slip resistant boots and i wear whatever jacket hoodie whatever cap Whatever, as long as I come to work, as long as you wear that guard that they give you, you're good, you're straight. So, yeah, um, yeah, I got that unemployment, had that unemployment for like what from first, I got my money around that first May all the way to the end of uh, to the end of um, to the end of uh, July. Now from July all the way to like around late October and early November, I was getting $77. I still had money that I had uh, recuperate from, you know, my $600 cuz I was taking the money out of the bank and put it into my uh, my my chest whatever. And by the time they ended it, I had like more than like I think I had like close to like around like 4,000 some dollars. 4,000 some dollars. Four thousand, five thousand, six thousand—I can't remember. <laughs> I didn't write it down, but I know I had around that, around that much money. So um, by October, I was starting to apply for jobs, m- mostly around September, because you know me and my dad was getting into it because he wanted me to get a job so I can pay that car note because car note was always a problem. Get the car, pay the car note. So by September and October, I was applying for jobs. And applying for jobs, I did an interview. I did an interview with Dix. And 
what else I did an interview with? I think I, I think Dick's the only place I did an interview. Yeah, I think Dick's was the only one I did an interview with. And I applied for so many jobs. I applied for so many jobs, and every job I applied for, they always, you know, come back saying, well, we moved on with from you, and da-da-da-da. I remember, I think, not too, I think <laughs> one of the jobs, and I should have kept, I think I still got the email, where um, one of the jobs had texted me, and they told me, well, you know, we're going to, we decided to move forward with you. We'll text you on a Tuesday. This was on Tuesday or Wednesday. They told me they were going to text me. And, you know, so I can do a, a phone interview with them. Actually, no, to be honest with you, I had an interview with Coles. I had an interview with Coles, and Coles told me that they would have moved forward with me, but I didn't complete the assessment. So the assessment was, I, I didn't complete my assessment. So I was like, okay, cool. So then, um, there was this one job, it was some job I had interviewed, it was for retail merchandise or some shit, I forgot the company's name, I don't know, and they told me they was going to hit me up on a Tuesday or Wednesday, I can't remember what day it was, but I think it was on a Tuesday, and it, um, I waited, they told me they are going to hit me up around 3 o'clock, so I waited 3 o'clock, I mean, the whole day I was so hyped, I was like, oh man, I hope I get this job, by the time 3 o'clock hits, bro, they text me saying that they already move on with somebody else. And I was so livid, bro. I was so fucking livid. I was like, why the fuck y'all didn't text me this shit hours or earlier the day before y'all send me this text at 3 o'clock? I'm looking forward to doing this interview. And see, they said something slick or whatever. And I text back and I was just enraged. And then they text back saying some funny shit back. And, you know, we went back and forth. But it wasn't that long. So that was that. And then... Like I said, I did an interview with Dix, and that was cool. And then I think about a week later, I went back. By this point, I had to, I was just gave up because my parents kept on saying about going back to Brooks's, going back to Brooks's, go back to Brooks. So I went back to Brooks's. I went back to the Bush, bro, and I felt like, why the fuck am I coming back here? Did I just tell myself I wasn't going to come back to this type of job here no more? Went back there, bro, and I talked to uh Mike. Because Sarah and Tim, they weren't there no more. They went on to some other uh, Brooks or other jobs. And I asked the brother, I asked the man, <laughs> brother, he ain't no brother, he a white man. I asked him, um, is there, um, is there any way I can get my job back here at Brooks's? And he's like, well, you know, you had to call the people, the headquarters or such and such, such, call them on Monday or something. I say, cool, and I asked him something else, and after I was getting ready, to, and before I even asked him the question, he just moved on and did something else. He pretend like I wasn't there, but he did tell me to sign a paper, my name and number. Yeah, after he told me to sign my name and number, he walked off and, and did, something, uh, did some other shit. So that let me know right there. I'm like, bro, why would I try to come back to a job that I personally don't give a fuck about and then trying to, like, you know... Reason with these people, and they already sick of my ass because I always come in late. I always leave early. <laughs> you know what I mean? So why would I try to do that shit again? Then trying to reason with these people like, the fuck? Like, nah. So thankfully, I didn't get that job because I think that same day, I had went to Target and was asking them because I had a platform. I said, hey, when y'all going to be hiring? And they say they're going to be hiring such, such, such. I said, okay, cool. Then I went over dicks because I asked them. I said, yo, um, 
I did an interview not too long ago that the week before. Um, y'all, y'all, y'all still got my application active because then I still looked up on the um that site and they I still see my shit was active, and right then to know that uh Brad who hired me right then on the spot. He told me like, yeah, we we still got your pay on, on tag, but you know now you you hire now because when I went back, you know we did little interviews and whatever, and then he told me to come the next day or two days later to do the uh, orientation. And uh, you know, two days later or a day later, I did the orientation. Everything went well. Whoop the whoop. And at the time, at the time, I had wanted to do stocking. I kept on asking, doing stocking, doing stocking, doing stocking. And this is like, I think before I went to JCPenney's, I think it was before, I think it was before JCPenney's, because I remember when we did that orientation interview, even before the orientation, when I was hired that day, Brad told me that you're not only going to be doing stocking, but you're going to be around the self, like helping around the cell floor. And pretty much when I got the job, bro. I mean, I didn't do most stocking. I wasn't doing the stocking. Thankfully, I didn't do stock because let me get into when I got hired over at JCPenney's. Now, I think it was a week after, after I did JCPenney's. I, my mama, who is a frequent shopper, she gets shit from JCPenney's. She orders shell line and then she goes and picks it up. She hears through uh, someone that works there that's saying that they was hiring. They were looking for some, they were looking for, um, some people to, you know, work uh, the stocking over at JCPenney's. You know, me, I've been trying to get over there for like a year. I was like, oh, well, shit, let me go try to see they hiring. So this is the next, so the next day I went over, you know, I asked to speak to the manager. I spoke to the manager. We did a little interview just like it was last year. Like I did an interview with them like three times. <laughs> Like, by that point, it was three times I interviewed them. That, that was my first job interview I did. I interviewed again when they had a job fair. And then this time, it was the third time I did. So, that was the third time I did an interview with JCPenney's. So, um, I did an interview with them. And they, you know, asked me questions. You know, are you eligible to come work? And, you know, all that blah, 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 all that shit, right? And they decided to go ahead and hire me. Based on my experience with me working over at Brookshire's, because I told my work at Brookshire's, I used to bag groceries and I did a little stocking here and there. So they went on and hired me. I was like super excited. But I did not have a clue what I was getting myself into when I worked when I was going to work over at Jay-Z Penn. Didn't have a clue. Didn't have a fucking clue. So for a week or two. They told me they was going to hit me up the next week because they had to take my backgrounds in. So that whole week, that next week, I ain't heard nothing from them. I ain't heard nothing. The week after, I went, I think that Monday, I went and checked and they told me like, oh, we have to do your backgrounds. I was like, okay, cool. So all the way till Saturday, I get a call from the lady. Um, fuck, what her name was? It was some. Uh. Shit, I can't remember, but her face, I, I can't remember her name, what for shit, it was some name, she, no, it wasn't Shelly, but her face, every time I look at her face, she kind of remind me of, um, damn, she got, I've got that dude from uh, All in the Family, that white man, that fat white man <laughs> of All in the Family, 
her him and she kind of remind me a little bit of Bob Heenan from WWE. And that's also also a, a bodybuilder looks just like her. She's a, a female bodybuilder. Um, looks exactly like her, but she's way hotter. She looks a little old, but she had called me that um that uh Saturday said they got my backgrounds in. You come in uh Monday and we can go and get things set up and you can come on in to work. I'll say, okay, cool. I'm pumped to do the work. I'm pumped to come to work, you know, all that, right? So I go there Monday, set up everything, whoop the whoop. And I remember after we set up everything, you know, set up you know, like, you know, my checking account and, you know, all the other stuff. You know, typical shit when you do uh, you know, when you get your job, you know, orientation on mostly like orientation. So I, I don't know. Not orientation, but you know, getting your stuff set up. And I remember afterwards I told her, I'm just going you know, I'm just going ahead and just give you the whole store of my whole unemployment. Just gonna give it to you. Um, you know, I just I asked her, I said, you know, when you think I can um when you think I can uh, start working? And she said, when you think you think when you'll be ready? I said, shit, in time. And she said, well, you can start tomorrow. I said, okay, tomorrow it is. And I told her when, how many, how, uh, how long my hours is. She told me it's going to be from 6 to 11. I said, okay, cool. So next day, come, next morning, come to work. Ain't nobody in the parking lot. I'm thinking to myself, it's going to be more than just me. I think it's going to be like 10 people. 10 people. Now I see why that now before I get to that, get to the parking lot, bro. This is like five or no, it's six o'clock in the morning, close to six o'clock in the morning. I get there like around five, like five fifty, say five fifty. I don't know around that time, around that range before six o'clock, bro. When I get there in that damn parking lot, it was like empty. It was like a damn ghost town. It was nobody there. It was a one or two cars, but it wasn't parked on the parking lot over at uh, Brookshire's. I mean, over at, man, okay, but Brookshire's. Um, it wasn't parked at JCPenney's. It was two cars that were parked like around Old Navy and probably like one car parked over like uh, Dick's and Dillard's and some shit like that. I don't know, but it was just empty as fuck. So when 6 o'clock was coming, you know, close to being 6 o'clock, I'm saying to myself like, damn, ain't a lot of people coming out to the parking lot. And then soon later, this is after six. Uh, there's like two cars coming up. They parking <laughs> uh, on each separate parking space, right? So I'm like, okay, this kind of odd, but I'll go with it. And so one girl gets out and then another girl gets out of you no know, their separate vehicles. One of them unlocks the door and then, you know, they go in. So I go in right after them. And I told the girl who opened the door, I said, yo, I'm a new employee. Woo -woo. What do I go to? Like, what am I supposed to do? I said, well, go up to the, you know, upstairs, da, 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 da. So I go upstairs and do I went to that back lot, bro, and it was small as shit. <laughs> I mean, it looked like your typical place where uh, a, a workman that makes wood or some shit. Like, that's type of shit that someone be back there working. And I look back here, I'm like, you mean tell me that's all, this, this, this one would be doing? <laughs> I'm looking at all this shit, and they got some shit that's look like that they don't need to put out in the front because it's been outdated. And I'm like, what the hell? And you know, they got a lot of these boxes, it was a lot of boxes and shit. And I'm like, okay, 
who is going to be here and how many is going to be here doing this shit? I know I'm not going to be doing all this. So I went back downstairs. And by this point, the girl was still standing in the front. She was still waiting in the front. And I asked the girl, I said, yo, um, what the hell am I supposed to do? And she's like, uh, go back up there. There's a guy that's up there and you do what he doing. And such and such. I said, okay, I went back upstairs, go back to the back. By the time I went back there now, there was a guy that was working. <laughs> this only this oldest elderly dude. He's, he's like 58 and his name was Lawrence. I later found out his name was Lawrence, and I told him, I said, hey, brother, uh, what I supposed to be doing? And he took me to the, this girl. Now she's in the front. Now she's in uh, her uh, in her office upstairs, right? Took me to her. And she told me, and she took me back to the back again. She told me, look, whatever he's doing, you do what he's doing. And now, not only that Lawrence is back there, now you had this other big dude, Kendrick. He was getting the stuff out. He was getting the uh, like crates and stuff out of the trucks. You know, getting the stuff out of the trucks. That was uh that was hauling into the uh back room. That that was in the back room. They had an elevator where um he was getting the stuff from the truck and he was bringing it up and or taking this down or whatever. So I'm like, okay, so it was just me and this dude. We just get stuff out the box and take him out and put him on the shelf, put him on these racks. So it was me and him for a while. Then this other dude comes in, this tall, light-skinned dude, who, when I first looked at him, I thought he was kind of slow. <laughs> I thought he was kind of like me. But then later on, he was more like, you know, like when I first when I first seen him, he kind of put me in mind of uh, Van Lathan. From when he was on MTV, not MTV, uh, TMZ, and now he's doing his own thing now with uh Rachel, um, got a name on Higher Learning on the podcast. He kind of put me in mind of him, and he put me in mind of uh Ricky, who I went to school with. They call him Prime. He put me in mind of him, but when he talked it, he kind of put me in mind of Mikael's friends. Kind of put me in how one of Mikael's friends was talking, but sometimes Ricky, how Ricky would talk. No, you know, you know how guys be talking like if they you can tell that they're gay, how they how they talk, how their mannerism, how their voice is. That's pretty much what this guy was. He comes in, he start working, and he's more advanced. He's more experienced. He's been doing this before. And come to find out, he works there. He's been there for a while. So I said, okay, cool. He introduced him to us. He introduced and he introduced to him, he introduced himself to me. His name was Sam. I said, oh, my name's Darren Timber. I'm new. I said, okay, cool, cool. So everything was lovely. Thing was good, you know. And um, like I said, I was new. I'm back. I'm getting stuff out the box. And he'll tell me, like, yo, you get this here. You do that there. So I'm like, oh, this dude's way more advanced. He's more experienced. That was the first day. What really got me, like, saying to myself, like, he's going to be, like, a problem. Because I already, I, I take notes of shit with this type of people. I noticed when, uh, like, say for instance, I remember one point when we was working, I had to uh, tie a bag. I had to uh, put some trash in this bag, this plastic bag. I can't tie with a shit. I tie my shoe, but I don't know how to tie properly with, like, big bags. And I remember I told him, I say, hey, man, uh, 
my uh this bag's full, I can't tie it. He said, Yeah, it's full. I said, No, I can't tie it. He said, Yeah, I know it's full. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's full, bro. It's full. You know, so I said that and then um later on getting close to us getting off, we um I remember that was a kitchen kit. And I had put it on top of a towel. He told me to put it on top of a towel. The shit looked like it was getting ready to fall. I was like, oh, shit. Well, let me take it down and put it on the side of the towel. And it was properly what it was. It was properly set right next to this towel. Um, horizontally. Not horizontal. I think horizontal. Straight. I, I don't know. But I put it on the side of this towel. And it fit between this towel and this uh, box. So I set it between the towel and the box. It fitted. But, you know, Sam was like, no, I had it on top of the towel. It wasn't going to fall. I said, well, I thought it was going to fall. He said, no, it wasn't. I said, I, I thought it was going to fall. He said, no, it wasn't. And just said in more like add to his way. And I said to myself, like, okay, I think I'm going to have a problem with this dude. Hopefully I'm not. Hopefully I'm wrong. But afterwards, you know, we, he gave me a pound. More like, you know, agreed. Like, yo, that's good work. He told us that he wasn't going to be there tomorrow because... He has more experience than me and um, best bestie Lawrence. But Lawrence been doing. I mean, Lawrence was what fifty eight years old. He told me he was fifty eight, and you know he had more experience. But I didn't. I didn't ever done nothing like this before. This was my my very first time. So and you know during that time they was talking about football and all the other shit. They was watching football games. No, watching the recap of football because they were talking about this football game or the Saints or whatever. I don't know, but. That was the first day. The second day wasn't really pretty much. The second day was actually just like the first day. When I come into work, there was nobody there. There was so much nothing to do. I told my parents, I said, look, yo, I think this ain't going to work out. Because this job here ain't shit. I mean, it's little of us back here. And then later on that day, it was me, Lawrence, and some other boy. Like Sam, he already told us that he wasn't going to be there that day. It was just going to be me and uh, Lawrence. So this is on a Wednesday. This is Wednesday. This is on a Wednesday. Cause I got hot. Cause I you know I ended up doing all this stuff Monday. And um I was I started working on Tuesday. So that Wednesday, yeah, the Wednesday. That was my second day that Wednesday. So, like I said, it was still the same shit. There was nothing popping. <laughs> nothing popping. It was nothing to do. So um there yeah, was nothing to do. But then I was, yeah, it was nothing to do when I first got there. Cause I'm like, yo, what's, and then, you know, time, you know, as, you know, as it kind of went up to like around seven, seven o'clock, then Lawrence came in. Then, like I said, other dude came in. So we started doing the same thing we was doing yesterday, the day after the day before. And then the next day, this is on a Thursday. Now I noticed that. Since my two previous days, I don't have to come to work early. I don't have to come to work, you know, early or on time. I come to work late. They're not gonna, they ain't gonna tarter me, because the fuck, right? So, and I remember I say, well, I don't have to come in at six o'clock. I can come in around seven. Come in late seven, right? So I come in to work around seven, right? Close to seven o'clock. This is during when it was getting ready to be morning. Coming to work. And come into work. 
as I come to work, I couldn't even go in the store. I couldn't get in. I can go in that front door. As you go in that front door, you know, you go through another door. As you go in that other door, you can't go in, you know, because the store is locked. It's still closed. But I do remember there was a walkie-talkie on the side of the window, but I didn't know how to use it. I didn't know how to fucking use a walkie-talkie. I actually picked the walkie-talkie up, but I didn't know how to use the shit. I didn't know how to fucking use that walkie-talkie. So I'm like, well, shit, how am I getting this damn stove? So I remember I went out, I called my parent, I called dad, and he told me look for a mall, uh, look for that security people, whatever. So I saw that mall security, he passed through, and I told him, I said, hey, bro, you know the number to get called him to open his door? And he was like, no, no, I called in. And he said, well, go around the building, go around the corner, around the building of Jason Penney's, around the dock area when they back those trucks up in that dock. Go there and knock on the door and hopefully someone will come in and let you in. I said, okay, cool. Did that? Nobody wasn't coming in. Shit was too loud. The truck was loud as fuck. Can't nobody hear me. By that time I left the docking part of the store around that building of Jason Penney's, as I'm walking up toward the front of the store into the entrance, Sam was coming up in that white truck. And I know it was Sam because I saw his face coming in that white truck. So... My first thing, you know, I'm, you know, soon as I saw, I'm just going to walk towards you. I said, hey, bro, I'm trying to get in the store. Can you, you know, get me in? That was my first instinct. My first instinct. Now I look back on, I was like, oh, okay, he's coming. Well, let me go on up in the front, go in the store, and I'm going to just wait along here. He can use the walk talk because I don't want to fuck with this dude because he look like he's some shit. Let me wait around here. And he asked me how you use the walk talk. I said, no, I don't know how to use it. I just wait until you came in. Could have played it like that, but no. My little ignorant dumbass goes up to this nigga's car and asks this dude, I said, hey, I can't get in. Can you get in? Oh, well, you use that walkie-talkie? Oh, no, I haven't used walkie-talkie. Well, go use that walkie-talkie and they'll let you in. I said, okay, cool. I'm walking up to the, to going back up to the store. My dumbass go back and ask him again another dumbass question. Asking him how to use a walkie-talkie. All I could have did was like, okay, well, I don't know how to use it. I'm not going to come back and ask you because you look like you about some shit and I'm already not really feeling you not right now. I could have just simply did the first thing when I saw you pulling up in the driveway, pulling up in the parking lot. Not come to your car and ask you, no, I can't get in. Could have just waited until you came into the door and say, yo, I tried. I don't know how to use a walkie-talkie. I just wait until you came in, bro, because I ain't want to mess with your... I don't know... You know, I don't want to come near your car because you might be part of you know, some shit. You might have used a little heat in your car, and I come at you aggressive. You're going to pull the heat up at me. I said, nah. But me being a dumbass, go back to this nigga and ask him, I don't know how to fucking use a walkie-talkie. And he couldn't barely hear me because even... I don't know was I talking low or I had a mask on my face. I have to pull the mask down. I say, nigga, I can't go in. I can't use the walk talk. You got to use it. And he simply just in his, you know, just like I say, he had a little funky ass attitude. He just tell me, just go up to the front. Just go up there. I, I come up there. I come up there. I said, okay. Now I really know that me and him ain't going to be good friends. I'm be cool. I'm like, I don't know about us being cool now, bro. So he came up there. I saw him use it. He showed me. What to do when, uh, whenever, you know, you be late and you need to use a walk-talkie. So I said, okay, cool. 
Asked me questions like why you was late, da 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 da. And I said, well, you know, I'm late, you know, da da da, and all that shit. I ain't gonna get into it. <laughs> By that point, you no, know, Josh came up, you know, this other boy, I think his name was Josh, that out, that dude, that boy that came work the day before. So he comes up and him and, um, him and Sam talk. I was just basically like a con, I was just basically standing like a damn statue, just listening to them talk. And the whole time they talking and the whole time we was, you know, we was waiting for that lady to come in and unlock the door and then going upstairs and going to the back of the stocking room, back of the stocking room, whole time I say to myself, like, this ain't going to be long. I ain't going to be here for long. Soon as I get over, soon as next Friday comes up and I'm working over at Dick's, I'm going over there with Dick's. I'm just going to go ahead and quit this job, but I'm going to wait until next week because I want to get that check. Because already by this point, I was like, bro, I'm going to quit this shit. I don't want to work here. But I said, no, let me keep this. Let me work for like a week. Let me stay here for like a week so I can get that check. So we go to the back. We worked it. They worked for like two hours. They worked for two hours. Then after they worked it for those two hours or whatever, because we got in there like around seven. Around nine o'clock, they didn't work. They was just talking. Now, it was me and Lawrence. We was unboxing stuff. Um, unboxing stuff. Put on the table, putting on the shelves and racks, whatever. So we doing our stuff, right? We, we put in that work. Dad was over there just talking. They didn't working. Wasn't working. Now, if it was me and Lawrence talking, we weren't working, that motherfucker would be on our ass. But I'll say, nigga, don't, don't come at me, bro. I'm talking to my cousin. Or I'm talking to my friend. Like, what you trying to tell me we need to work? I'm like, nigga, you working too. Matter of fact, I saw you not talking. Man, I saw you uh, not working when you was talking. So why are you coming at me? But luckily, that didn't happen. And at one point when me and Lawrence was like getting stuff out the um out the box, out the, you know, getting stuff out the box, unboxing stuff, Sam asked would come over and go tell us how everything going. Me being me, I ain't I was gonna say some shit, but I didn't say anything. But you no, know, Lawrence was like, yo, we doing good, da da da. So after we did what we did, we go to the weight room, go to the break room. As we went to the break room, Sam and Josh, they was in there just sitting there chilling while me and Lawrence was back there unboxing shit. Now, I don't know how long Lawrence, I'm not Lawrence, uh, Sam been working there at, at, at JCPenney's. I don't know how long this nigga worked there. But why the fuck, when I come in that break room, you going to tell me that we did everything we supposed to do? Did we open this here? Did we put this here? Did we... And I'm whole time, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, but back in my mind, as I look back on it now, I say, nigga, why the fuck you keep on, why you talk? why you ask me all this shit where you an employee? Are you an assistant, are you part of the mansion? And I didn't ask him this. I asked him this, I think probably like, uh, I actually, I think I did ask him that that day. I asked him, I said, my man, I don't know, did I ask him that day that, cause I, I don't know, I don't know. No, I think I asked him that Monday. That was that next Monday or something like that. I asked her, brother. I say, hey, my man, are you an employee? You a manager? Are you an employee? Like, cause I know you be bossy and shit. But I ain't. I ain't. I think I ain't say that. But I just just asked him. He said, like, no, nah, he just have experience doing this shit. They did ask him 
They did offer him an assistant manager, but he refused it, which I'm kind of like, yeah, you better refuse it, bro, because I can't see you bossing people around with that, with that little attitude. But, um, no, he was asking me that shit when I was in the back room, in the, um, in the, in the, in the, in the break room. And in the back of my mind, you know, as I think back of it now, I'm like, nigga, why are you asking me these questions where you was back there with us? You was there, but you was somewhere far off, but you could have came and checked on us. But when we was finishing up, you and this other boy who looked like my friend, uh, like my friend from back home, from back, uh, from school, y'all was in here just chilling. But I didn't ask him that. That didn't occur to me at that time, but I wish I would have asked that brother that. So, I'm going to speed the story because I'm taking long. I want to get to dicks. But I just kept saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he said some smart to, uh, you know, to Josh about what I was talking about. And I asked him, I said, what'd you say? He said something. And I didn't catch it. I just said, well, why don't you go back there and check? He ain't said nothing after that. So, the next day, ain't really nothing happened the next day that Friday. But going on Monday, nothing really happened. That's when I told him about, you know, you know when you worked it or so such or whatever. And then um, I remember that next, that Tuesday was my birthday. I took off that on my birthday. I took off that birthday. I took off that Tuesday and I took off that Friday because, you know, I was beginning to work over at, uh, at Dick's. But let's jump to that Wednesday. I come into work. Now, I think was that Monday? Yeah, I think it was Monday. Yeah, it was Monday. Monday or Friday? No, it was Monday. Yeah, it was Monday because, like, he told, because I noticed that he wasn't there that Wednesday and that Friday. So he was there that Monday. That Monday. Or, you know, that Monday and Wednesday, we started to come down to the cell floor at, uh, Putting stuff on the shelves or whatnot, you know, getting uh, putting like uh, drawers and stuff on the, you know, the, the, the crates of drawers in, in the in the cell floor, so that the ladies who are stocking the stuff they'll take it out and put it up on the, uh, you know, in the you know shelves or whatnot. So that's what we did. I think most half of that on uh, that Monday. That Wednesday when I came back to work. And I'm this is my first day working at age 26. Grown ass nigga. <laughs> Grown ass man, I passed 25. I mean I'm I'm in my late 20s. I'm still in my mid 20s. Uh, is it when you're 26? Let me look. Is it when you're 26? You're like between mid to late 20s. Let me check or something. Let me check. You know what I'm saying? Let me see something real quick. Hold on one second. Hold on one second, y'all. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, wait a second. Okay, now I'm looking at a question on here on Google. It says on here from some website that basically you have 10 years in each decade, which is true. You have 10 years. This means that the exact middle for your 20s is 24 and 25. So your mid-20s is basically 24 and 25. Those are the two numbers of mid-20s. That leaves four years before and before and after 
your mid twenties. You know, before you twenty, before you twenty four, you have four years. Like you have four years um, before. No, you know that leaves four years before and four years after your mid twenties, which is twenty four and twenty five, respectfully. So early twenties would be twenty to twenty three. And late 20s will be 26 to 29. So, technically speaking, age-wise or biologically-wise, if y'all want to roll with that, I'm not good at science. <laughs> um, My ass is in my late 20s. So, I'm getting up, though. <laughs> I'm like, I got like what? I got like how many years more? I got four more years, boy. I got four more years left till I be 30. So, starting my first day, I was 26 in my late 20s. I get to work. Actually, I think when I got there, because um, I remember, I think that day, I think I didn't go in and work that, like, immediately, I just hung around in a parking lot. Or I think that I went to uh, Chevron and get some gas or something. Hmm. At Western Road. But either way, I came to work a little late, as usual. I came there like around after, I think around 6.30. 6.30 going on to 7. I get to work. And, um, get to work. Yeah, get to work. And, um, no, I get to, I think I went, yeah, I went upstairs first. They went upstairs. They went at the back room. I said, shit, where the hell they at? Where they, where they at? So then I went downstairs. Um, I think I went down to the elevator because I think the elevator was working. I think I went, yeah, I went down to the elevator. I went down the elevator. <laughs> and I walked down, and as I got towards the uh, section where the suits was at, that's where they was at. You know, they was um, putting stuff on the shelves with suits. So everything was cool then. And we was there with the suits. And... Lawrence and them was taking our clothes off the racks and they was putting it on the you know, racks where the the jackets were supposed to be at, you know, respectfully. There was one jacket I remember I took out and I put it on this rack where it looked like it was supposed to be because it had the same you know, tag number, had the same tag and had the same clothes material like the rest. I put it on the, you know... On you know with the rest, and I remember we moved on to cross from the tux tuck from the suits towards um towards uh the cargo pants and the uh, drawers. As we were there, I noticed he just just all of a sudden it came up to me all aggressively, just like, "Wow, what, what what what's that jacket that you had on? What what that jacket you had just put up?" I said, "What jacket? That jacket you just had on." You don't know nothing about this. This your first time that I wear a jacket. I said, bro, it's like over over there. Okay, show me where is that? Cause you know we we can't do this. We can't do this. I said, okay. <laughs> now, typically, if it was somebody else, I'd be like, okay, bro. I didn't know, like, okay. But if, since he was, cause like I said, the dude kind of reminded me of. He kind of put me in mind of Ricky. I I had I had this classmate named Ricky. I know from. Back home from Raven. I don't know what he does now. He's somewhere, you know, uh, graduated from college. I think he graduated from Grammar, you know, so congrats to that brother from graduating from college. 
And uh, I'm going to wheeze everybody. And I think, I don't know, I don't want to say era, but he kind of puts me in mind of Ricky, but he's a little taller version of Ricky. Tall and light-skinned. And I remember I'm walking down. Now I look back on it. Now I, I laugh at it. I, I used to, but before, I'm, I'm going to tell the story, but he, I, he walks ahead of me. Now, usually now when you misplace some stuff, and the person tell you where you put the stuff at. Does the person that put the shit where it shouldn't belong to go walk and lead you to where is it? Other than the person that's like, where is it? Led you to where is it, bro? <laughs> lead you where is it? I, that, that was kind of confusing. Like, that didn't make no sense. Like, if I lost something, I supposed to be the one leading you where is it? Where I put it at? Now you leave me where I put it at. That don't make no sense. So I didn't think of that at the time until now. So I go there. You no, know, we went to the section where I put the jacket. I said, I put it right here. He said, did it supposed to be there? I said, I mean, it does have the same tag and have the jackets. Yeah, but it, it'll go there. It, it goes somewhere else. And then he showed me where it was supposed to be. I said, oh, he said, yeah, because, you know, sometimes they have to, they just put it wherever. We, we, we don't want to do that. We want to put it. Uh, we want to put it where it's supposed to be. I said, okay. I like, all right. Still a little pissed off, but I said, okay. So now he gives me the shirt. We go back to where we was at. He gives me the shirt. He told me go to the front desk. Um, go to the front counter in the store in, in the front of the store and get a rag. I said, okay, cool. I take the shirt. I go and take to get the rag. As I'm passing by um the section where they have the uh Arizona closet, there's a cart, little cart that had rags. I said, "Oh, I can get this rack here. We don't need to walk all the way. I can get this rack." Soon as I pick the rack up, I hear him saying my name. He said, "Ah, uh -uh, go to the front." And I lift the rack up. I said, "I got me one." He goes yell out, "It's broke! It's broke! The rack is broke!" I look at the rack. I said. And I'm, and you know, comically, I thought it was funny. I just, <laughs> he said, no, pick that up. I said, nope, I'm going. Yeah, as soon as I dropped the rack, I said, oh, I dropped it and walked out. He said, no, pick that rack up. I said, nope. I, I ain't said no. I just kept walking because I was getting fuming. And I kept looking back. I kept looking back. I said, okay, I hope you don't follow me. Hope you don't follow me. So I go back to the front. I go to the front desk, get the rack, button the shirt up. He comes over. He was calmly saying why I did that. I said, no, nah. I didn't have nothing to say because by this point I was shaking. <laughs> I was shaking, but because mind you, I was kind of getting nervous. I said, man, I don't want no shit, bro. Just don't don't give me no trouble, man. <laughs> I was just shaking. I was I was trying to button up the shirt, but I'm shaking like a motherfucker. I said, I'm because in my mind, I didn't want, I didn't want to get in no trouble. I'm like, bro, there's nobody here in this stove. You say some shit fucked up to me. I might end up have to jump you and you might end up to jump me. We don't know who's going to make it out of this bitch. <laughs> and then I might end up getting in trouble. You might get in trouble, which I'd be like fine with. But still, I didn't want to get in no trouble because I might go to jail. That's why I was shaking as fuck. I say, man, I don't want to get in no trouble. <laughs> I said, I just want to do my job. I just want to do my job. And, and, you know, whatever. So he told me like, yo, just take the shirt back to where it was and we did it the whole day. It was cool. It was lovely. Not lovely. It was okay. It was all right. 
So we just basically just stock some stuff around the store and whatnot. And then at one point, I remember he kind of got a little smart of me when I was putting up those saints, those saints, um, saints, uh, hoodies. And I was like, what I put him at, he got a little smart of me again at that point. He got a little smart. And I'm like, okay, let me put him right here and not say shit to this motherfucker because I'm going to snuck the shit out of his ass. By this point, the store was getting ready to open. Now, the last straw... That me and him, not last straw, well, kind of like the last straw, but it kind of wasn't really the last straw for me, for him. I think it was my mistake, and I kind of own up to it, and I kind of, like, corrected later on when I started working over at Dick's, was when uh, when you're getting ready to get off of work, because they were scheduled to work till, like, 12 or 1, I went upstairs and I asked, you know, uh, the manager, I asked her, yo, when do I get off? She told me I get off at around 11. I said, okay, I get off at 11. Well, when you're getting, yeah, you get off around a certain time. But before, if you don't have nothing else to do, pretend like you got something else to do. Because you don't want the manager or you don't want the coworkers to think that you don't have nothing to do. And you just basically just a sitting duck. You don't want to do nothing. So my mistake was when I when it was about 15 minutes before my time was getting ready to get up to me leave. I remember I was at the shirts part at the shirts part. You know when you walk in, as soon as you walk in, you see those little cartoon shirts. I'm sitting, I'm I'm standing around, just you no know, looking around, just doing this. Just looking, looking. Not pretend like I'm straightening up stuff. I could have pretend like I was straightening up stuff, make sure everything's on place and make sure everything's on point. Sam sees me that I wasn't doing nothing. He said, yo, what you doing? And I said, I'm just waiting around, you know, waiting for me to get off. He told me, like, yeah, but you're still on the clock. You need to keep working. And I told him, I said, well, what am I supposed to do? Just goofing around with him. He told me, like, well, well, since you ain't got nothing to do, you know, you can do whatever you want. But then he backtracked and he said, nah, bro. He said, nah, bro. Come over here and fix these jeans. You got to do something. So I took that as, like, well, he's... Even though he's a little smart ass, he got a little smart mouth. I don't care about that shit. I don't fuck with that. You know, I don't care about, you know, I don't give a fuck. But I do appreciate him saying, no, come over here and do these clothes. You got to do something. You got to pretend like you're working. What really got me pissed off, at, <coughs> excuse me, what really got me pissed off with this dude here was when I was getting these jeans because he told me, you know, fold his jeans up. I said, okay, I'll do the jeans. I mean, give me a little something, dude. Give me a little time to woo. So I remember I was doing these jeans. I was folding them up. All of a sudden, I hear someone say, dang, how I fold them. Dang, how I fold them. I said, what? I said, dang, how I fold them. I said, well, how you fold them? Now I'm getting pissed. I'm kind of getting tired of his fucking mouth. I said, well, how I fold them? He said, I fold them like this. I fold them like this. I was like, okay. I said, all right, and I folded just like he showed me, but then later on, when he walked off, I folded just like how I folded, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? So that was sort of of like my last straw with that brother, and then afterwards, I clocked out, and I left, and that was pretty much my last day. That was that Wednesday, and then, you know, that Thursday was Thanksgiving, and then that Friday, you know, I started my first day over at Dick's. Now, okay. This here, hold on. Damn, I'm almost an hour in. I've been sitting here talking about my unemployment shit for almost an hour. <laughs> but 
No, let me uh pause this and let me uh come back. I'm gonna take me a little short break, and I'm uh come back to my uh job shit about me working at another job. Okay, now I'm gonna start talking about my time working over at Dicks. Now my previous recorder, I will record. I will continue talking about it. The Dicks job on my previous recording, but I said it was too long. It's getting close to an hour. I said, fuck that. <laughs> I'm going to split it. You know what I mean? I might put this together, but I'm going to add this to it. I just said I took me a short break. I'm going to come back, but now I'm going to talk about my time over at Dicks. To give a full close, full experience of me working over at, um, to get my full, you know, unemployment shit that leads me up to now. Well, after I worked over at JCPenney's for about a week. <coughs> Hang on one second. Mm. Keep in mind, people, this way before I give me a microphone and I sit down and basically organize what I'm talking about on my good old microphone sooner or later when I give me another job and, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> um, now I'm going to talk about when I worked it over at Dick's. Now, I got hired at Dick's first, and I got hired at Jason Penny second. I started working at Jason Penny first before I worked over at Dick's. So, Dick's was my second job of the season. Start working over at Dick's after Thanksgiving. This is Black Friday. And I'm going to tell you something, man. That first day at Dick's, I mean, I was, like I say, green as hell. Didn't know what the fuck I was doing. My job at the store, I was a holiday sell associate. I was working. That first day, they had me walk around uh, on the sell floor, being a retail associate, where I helped the customers out, locate what they looking for, open um, um, fitted rooms for them and whatnot. That was pretty much my job was over at Dick's. That first day, I did that for like an hour and a half or two. Then the manager... Had wanted me to be up in the front of the store, um, basically uh, counting attendance on this mobile on this phone that they gave me to do to count in how many people come in the store. Now, this is my first day. This is on a Black Friday. You know, it was having a sale and uh, I was passing out flyers and also counting the attendance on the phone. How many people that was coming in the store? And, um, you know, I was like, I like this. I mean, I like this job here where all I'm doing is basically, you know what I'm saying, just, you know, standing here, uh, uh, counting attendance and passing flyers. And I'm thinking to my son, I noticed, I, I didn't really notice that they usually have this over at Dick's. When you come over at Dick's, they never had this, but they had it just that one day. But I fucking love that shit. All I did was just stand there passing flyers, counting up attendance. I said, shit. Like, this is something I would love to do. Like, this is dope. I like this. So I liked it. So my first day at Dick's was awesome. I think I came into work around 10 o'clock. I started passing them flyers around 12 or 1 o'clock. I did it all the way to like around 5. I was like, my dude. This is my very first day working here at Dick's. I like this type of job. I like this. That's my first thought. Now, that was my first that that was my first day. I think that was that Friday. 
that next week, I didn't have no opening. I didn't have no job. I didn't have no, I didn't, I didn't have no opening for me. to. I didn't have no days to come to work that day, those weeks, the next week. So they basically will call me to come in whenever they want me to come in. So I remember at one point I told them that that next week because I had to come in and, and do something for this after had game and I couldn't log in. So I end up uh, I end up uh, you know telling them I said y'all I can't log in this app, I can't log in this app, um, whatever whatever. So they fixed it for me and I told them if y'all need me to come in, I'll come in. So lo and behold, I think this is on a Tuesday or Wednesday. They called me and they told me, yo, come on in to work. And I went into work now. That second day I walked in, I think I came in like around 5 or 6 o'clock and stay all the way till, supposed to stay in to closing. But, you know, I uh, <laughs> left like around 10 because my schedule is like, you work from you work from 10, no, from 6 to 10. So I said, okay, 6 to 10. And they let me go at that point. And um that was my only day that 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 first day. That uh that first day. <laughs> that that was my only day. And then afterwards, you know, they scheduled me to come to work one or two days a week or three days a week. And some days that they didn't have me scheduled, they'll call me in. <laughs> you know what I mean? And sometimes they didn't call me in. So uh that's pretty much what I was doing. Uh, at uh, Dick's, mostly doing, you know, walk around the cell floor, helping people out, open fitting rooms for them. Then they trained me to, um, they trained me to work the, um, the cashier, which I was nervous as shit. But then later on, I got the hang of it until I have to, like, be responsible for returns and exchange in the front end of the store. Front end meaning the front of the store. The mall end of the store, you don't have to be responsible for returns and, and uh, exchange. You just basically pay for stuff. They do the returns and exchange up in the front end of the store. So, yeah. So, things were cool. They showed me the bag. They showed me all around the store. I'm like, okay, most of the stuff y'all showed me, I'm not going to be able to fucking get none of this. But in case, you know, I need to know, it's cool. So, did that for like a month. My last day at Brooks at Dix <laughs> was kind of like, you know, I was kind of bored as fuck to work, to be honest with you. I was bored as fuck because that day, because usually when I come to work at Dix, they'll have me walk around the cell floor, just walk around the store, walking, walking, walk around the store. They sometimes have me come in the front end or the mall end, cash register to check people out. And sometimes I have to be responsible for returns and exchange. I didn't know how to do this shit in the front of the store. I didn't know how to do this shit. So they had to get somebody else to come do it. So I know pretty much then right there another the manager like, look here. We, we shouldn't hire this motherfucker. I don't know if that's his attention, but when I was around the manager whose name was Sean, Every time I was around, he was cool. He was a cool dude. I mean, he one point told me, yo, man, won't you just clean up and around the store and whatever. And and then I told him one point, because I was getting ready to get off. It was around 9 o'clock. I told wife, bro, it's time for me to get off. Because <laughs> I've been there around 1 o'clock. I've been there at that store that day from 1 
And it was getting ready for me to get off around 9. I said, hey, bro, it's time for me to get off. <laughs> he said, okay, it's time for you to go. Come time to go. I said, you know, he's a cool dude. I like that dude. He's cool. But uh, the last day of me, this my last day actually from Dick's was the New Year's, New Year's Day. Like I say, the whole time I was there, I was, you know, responsible, you know what I'm saying, walking around the store, you know, helping people out. They had put me, and also, you know, doing, like I say, being the cashier and doing the friends and all that other bullshit. This day, I came to work, I think I came to work around 3 o'clock. My schedule was from 3, I think it was from 3 to 9. Yeah, it was 3 to 9, it was 3 to 9. And, you know, I'm walking around <laughs> the store. Then they had me come in the front. And I had problems with returning. People doing returns and exchange. They got me off that. Then at one point, when I was walking around the store, they told me to come in the footwear. Got me coming at the footwear. Then the girl, uh, uh, Jazz, Jazz, she found, first off, before I go further, Jazz was, she good looking. Jazz was a good looking black sister. She was a good looking sister. She's a good looking sister. By the way, let me before I go further and conclude to this shit, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Dix had some fine ass sisters working there. Fine ass sisters. You had Jazz, who was she was slim, but she had some she she had a thickness around the waist. She had thickness around the ass area. Uh <laughs> thickness around the ass area. You had this girl named uh Drika who reminded me of Kayleen. If Kayleen was a little thicker and light skinned and looked a little pissed off, look a little mean. Like a little meaner, little a meaner, light skinned, thicker version of Kayleen. She got a she had a big butt. Or whatever. Not a big butt, but it like, you know, a little alright all right butt, right? And uh, you know, then you had some sisters. And then you had this one girl who was really beautiful. She she kinda put me in mind a little bit, not like but kind of a little bit of like doji cat but less crazy <laughs> but she was cute i mean these girls were cute and these girls her and this other girl who i was sort of cool with but i was like eh. uh these girls were like 21 21 22 or 20 or just turned 20 and 21 i said wait a minute y'all kids and i said man this is my second time i worked at a job where i'm working with nothing but kids some of them were kids, but not all of them were kids. But, and then you had this other big girl. I don't know her name was, but she kind of reminded me of this girl I worked with over at uh, Brookshire's. Her name was Whitney over at Brookshire's. This girl here at uh, Dick's, she was a little bigger version, a little taller version of her. Looked okay. She was okay. Little thick looking chocolate sister. But every time I look at her face, she kind of reminds me of a hamster. <laughs> she kind of put me in mind of a hamster because she had some big-ass eyes. She wore glasses. She had some wide eyes. Like, whenever she see you coming up, she's like, what you fit to do? <laughs> big-ass, hamster-ass eyes and shit. So I'm working with her at the footwear. Straighten up uh, boxes or whatever. And then it got to a point where doing that shit... Yeah, doing that shit was getting boring. What do we wear in the boot? Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at some dudes taking out trash outside. But uh, even doing that shit now, first it was cool. For the first, I would say, a few minutes. 
then going on stretching to an hour, hour and a half, two hours, two hours and a half. It was getting boring as fuck. There was nothing to fucking do. It was ass. Being there at that footwear, you just straighten up shoes and you like, I do this for like six hours. Be at this shoe wear. Then at one point during that time I was over at the footwear place. They gonna tell me that I have to work out to uh clean up the bathrooms when closing. I said, wait a minute, what time is still closed? Oh, we close at seven. Seven? Well, we close at seven and I have to be responsible. For I think when she said around seven or eight. I think around seven. I have to be responsible for cleaning up the bathrooms. Now instead of me cleaning up the uh no instead of me cleaning up the uh you know what I'm saying clean up the uh you know clean up the the store no sweeping and mopping they had me just going in the bathroom and clean up I'm like I'm not cleaning up no damn bathroom I ain't signing to be no damn janitor <laughs> I signed up to just walk around the store be bored out my fucking mind and be ready to get off that's my job here at Dicks so I said that and I remember I think I said that and I remember afterwards, like minutes or hour hour after, I go to the bathroom. I have when you go to the bathroom, like I had this long ass headset on, this long wide ass headset. And when you go in the bathroom, I have to take the headset off and put it in my pocket. I put it in my pocket. I put it in my pocket. I use I you know do my thing, use the bathroom, and I get out the bathroom and I forget to put the headset on when I got out the bathroom. So I remember I'm walking back in the footwear, I'm walking around, I'm walking, walking, getting bored. But by this time, there was nobody coming in the store because it was getting close to closing time. Cause I think cause this was New Year's and the store was gonna open till and the store was gonna be open till like seven. This was like around five around five 50, close to 6 o'clock. Close to 6 o'clock. So I remember I'm walking around the footwear and I remember at one point I sat down because I was bored. I was tired. I, was, I, I, I just took a little a little breather. And I was on my phone. I looked at my phone to see what time it was and I don't, can't remember. I think it was around close to 6. And by this point this white um, this white associate, this white worker came, my white, this white co-worker came through. Older white co- co-worker. And she told me that I had my headset on. I said, yeah, I got my headset on. Then I touched it in my ear like that because I always put on my left ear. Or, yeah, right, my uh, right ear because I couldn't put on my left ear. You put it on your left ear, you had a little mobile shit right here connected to the head, the little head shit. It will be difficult to hear and I had to fix up the you know, earpiece. So I put it on my right ear. So, you know, I grabbed my ear, my right ear, and I didn't, I didn't feel it. And I was like, oh. I got out of my pocket, and she told me that Drake, uh, uh, Jazz had told her that said on the on the on the uh, mic on the on the headset that if you ain't got nothing to do in the footwear department, you can go ahead and, and clock out. I said okay, so I immediately took that shit off. I took pulled it, you know, whatever off, and went back and put the you no know, headset and the mobile shit back where it was. And um, and you know, clocked out, and I left, and that was my last day. That was the first. That was New Year's, New Year's Day, of this month, 
And that was my last day. And then uh, a week later, I think it was like on a Thursday, Thursday or Wednesday, Brad called me and told me that that was my, that, that exact day that they called me, I think it was that next Tuesday, the next Thursday. He told me like, look, man, uh, they are like your time, your seasonal time is up. Cause they told, cause I told him, you know, when it'll be over for me to work there. And he told me around the 10th of January. So this was like close, like around, um, this side had been like around the 7th. Cause the ten was gonna fall over to um the ten was gonna fall to was gonna fall um that Sunday, so that Thursday, he called me up and told me that you know that day was my last day, um you know he appreciated me coming in da 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 and then <clears throat> at one point I was gonna let it go I said okay I appreciate it but then I mentioned. Because that Saturday, I was scheduled to come into work, work eight hours, which I was so there telling myself, why the fuck you say something? Don't go to work. They let you off. So they let me off. And I mentioned that day. And they said, oh, well, yeah, you are scheduled to come. You can come to work that day if you want to. And I said, well, yeah, I'll come work that day. But then I was saying to myself, like, Raheem, that was your last, and that dude told you that your days are over. Now you want to work that day? You don't even like work now. Don't, don't do that. So I called him back. I said, hey, man, I don't want to come that day. I don't want to come that day to work. So once I called him and told him that, he said, okay, cool. You don't have to come that day. Then a few minutes later, he calls me back. He said, well, since you're not coming in that day, you have to come in and write a notice. Write a note. Notice. So I'm like, oh, okay. So then I noticed like, okay, well, he let me off the hook then. I should have kept my fucking mouth shut. And then, and you know, gone and just like, you know, gone by my business. Because by that time, when I quit it that week, I think, yeah, that week, I um just was getting my unemployment. I was just getting that $300 of my unemployment. And then the next week after I signed that notice... And gave it to, uh, gave it to, um, gave it to, you know, the, uh, you know, them to, the, you know, tell them I was done, da, da, da. I was going to file for my, uh, weekly benefits and at that point I had to recertify. Cause I'm pretty sure they got the win of it. Like, oh, okay, well he, that was his last day or he quit it. Well, I said to myself, how I'm going to quit my last day. They already quit. They already, th- they already told me that. I was over that two days before I was supposed to work that Saturday. And I chose not to come that Saturday because that was my last day that they told me. So it wasn't really affected because they didn't send no emails or they didn't call me about that day, about me not working that day. It was more like, you know, recertify. And then the next week you go in and try to, you know, get your, um, get your money. Now... I do that next last week. I couldn't get my money because they said it was under review. Then do it again today. Same thing. We still under, we still reviewing your uh we still under review and come to find out there's how many people in Louisiana still didn't get their money and you know that's what comes full circle of me now. You know what I'm saying um you know unemployed and you know and then me doing an interview with um. With Walmart and whatnot, 
and just like now I'm like, bro, I'm really ready for, you know what I'm saying, for for this uh for this end now, cause I'm ready to give me my money. I'm ready to get my money. Matter of fact, I'm ready to give me a good job and work it. You know what I mean? I already been through a lot of shit where there were times in the past where I'm like sitting out and just like, man, I wish there was something that I was into and really like to do and basically do it and make a living out of it rather than just doing something and not be happy of it. You know what I mean? But still, you got money to put food on the table. You know what I'm saying? Most of put food on the table because regardless, you know, your parents basically make sure you get a roof over your head. Most of with me is all about make sure I have some food to eat, make sure I have some time to clothes on my back. I got clothes for me to wear on my back, but I need some new ones. Because, you know, I like to buy new shit, you know, wear some new stuff. But, you know, it's okay to wear the same thing. But just, you know, at times you want to get some new things to, you know, to look good in. But more importantly now, it's all about now educating myself, you know, mentally. You know, clear, just just putting some new information in my head. And, like, I've been through so much. And, and everything I went through now, I take that as a lesson. And at times I be want to shove it away like... Show the way the the times I was working at JCPenney's where I had a bad experience with the coworker and the experience just working there in general. I try to push it away, but in hindsight now, I'm like, you know what? Let me not push it away. Let me just let it keep reminding me of where I came from, where I, how far I come. You know what I mean? Because, you know, one moment, like about a few years back, I couldn't get a job because I was still trying to finish my school. You know, that was damn near like, Five some years ago, like years ago and two years ago, I finished it. I finished it. And now I'm like, you know, able to now get a job, work certain jobs, make good, make money, not good money, but make money and stay afloat. And now I'm 26. It's 2021. We now are like, no, in a mess or hopefully we in the tail end of this pandemic, which is kind of like the norm now for us now, because nowadays we wear masks. Yeah, we wear masks now. And you tell me that like about what, two years ago? And you tell me like, yo, man, in 2021 or 2020 or 2021, you're going to be wearing masks to cover yourself from the COVID. I was like, what the hell are we doing wearing masks for? We ain't going to have no diseases. But then I think about it like, well, we got a president and shit. We had a president that wasn't shit. And then, you know, we had ignorant people that didn't know how to take care of themselves. You still have people who think this is just a hoax. But when their loved one passed away from the shit, then they like, oh, well, damn, this ain't no joke. Like, hell no, ain't no fucking joke, bro. Like, this is serious. <laughs> straight up. This is straight up serious, man. And, um, you know, I'm kind of, well, for one, I'm not blessed that I, didn't catch it, you know, I probably had it, but I didn't really know, but, um, yeah, man, in the midst of it, you know, I worked at two jobs during it, you know, I went through the whole truck shit, glad that's over, and, um, now it's all about trying to get me a new job and work and make some money and all that, you know, and just try to provide, man, just try to make it, you know. So right now, I don't know what's next. I don't like to predict what's going to happen. All I just know, I just hope better, bigger and better things come to me. You know what I mean? And, um, 
now I'm all about like trying to like improve myself as a person now. Like, you know, try to read more books, read books, um, read books, exercise, workout, which I'm lacking. I'm somewhat lacking that shit now. Working out and trying to give me seven hours of sleep. Seven hours of sleep, man. I need that hour, seven hours of sleep. Because I be trying to sleep and, and just, like, try my best to force myself to sleep and all that. You know, whoop the whoop and whatnot. So, yeah. So, yeah. Well, my dad back up here. <laughs> Soon, I'm getting ready to end the podcast. He wrapped up. So, well, that's all I'm going to talk about. That's pretty much the, the the great timing for him to come in and I'm into my podcast. So, yeah, man. Um, Just want to do that little, to do a little, you know, recording. I haven't done nothing like this in a minute. Um, put this on my, you know what I'm saying, on my podcast. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be my shit podcasting. And, um, you know, people can listen to it or whatever, or I'll probably just have it in my little archive. But I will give people, you know, a little update what I've been doing or whatever. Or I pretty much just go ahead and just add this to my, um, add this, uh, you know, this between season one and season two. Because season two, I'm going to give me a new mic and shit so I can sound more professional when I record my shit on, uh, on, uh, on Anchor or whatever, record my podcast, you know, the Kid Rod Dillick Show, as it's called now, I probably might change it to like the Kid Rod Dillick Podcast or the Kid Rod Dillick Experience or Kid Rod Dillick Effect, I don't know, but I know I'm gonna keep the name Kid Rod Dillick because I fucking love that name, so, uh, yeah, man, so I appreciate y'all listening to me talking about my journey of being unemployed and working and all that nine, so... Next time when I record, I probably might talk about, you know what I'm saying, you know, these serial killers. I'm going to talk about some serial killers, talk about, you know, some other shit that, you know, I was, that kind of like, you know what I mean, that kind of like, kind of, you know, not startled me, but just kind of like, peak, just like, kind of like, you know, I don't know what to say. Just kind of like a little interesting. The story is a little interesting. So I'm going to talk about those stories, man, like unsolved mysteries and all that shit, you know what I mean? So I'm going to talk about all that. So, it's really fun to record and talk about my unemployment shit. No, next time I come back on here, I'm going to talk about, you know, some other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, other stuff that interests me. So, peace out.